So I'm grateful to spend a few minutes with you all tonight, grateful for the time that you have carved out this evening uh, to what is really a somber celebration. Jesus has entered into Jerusalem for that final week of his earthly ministry. Remember, he came with shouts of Hosanna on Sunday. And he went into the temple and he, he cleansed the temple, he purged the temple, and he began to teach the religious leaders, he began to teach the lay people in the city. He prophesied, he prayed over the city, but he's also been plotted against all week long. And so now as we follow Jesus on that Thursday and into Friday morning, um, he shares a meal with his disciples and he gives them some closing instructions. But the hour has come. The hour has come for our Savior. So I'm going to read just a few verses tonight it's from John chapter 13 really considered part of that upper room discourse, that farewell discourse of Jesus to his disciples, where he reminds them he's going to be leaving soon, but he's also coming back soon. Uh, So we're going to read uh, verses 31 through 35. You can follow along with me there as we read. It says, when he had gone out, that is Judas Iscariot, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you have not just told us to love, but you have shown us what love looks like. And so we need your help, Lord, to understand this very word in front of us, to apply its instruction and the example that you set before us. Work this truth into our hearts, we pray, by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. You know, just when we think we know what love is, just when we think we're, you know, what, what it may look like, then we read a passage like this in John 13. Um, stops us in our tracks, kind of brings us to our knees. It brought me to my knees this last week as I was thinking about this. And as I heard of you know, a daughter who would sit by her mother's bedside every day and care for her. She had been bedridden for years. And every day she would come and sit with her serve her needs. Or when I hear a story like uh, Ian and Larissa Murray, maybe you've heard that name before, but Ian and Larissa, they met each other in college, they fell head over heels for each other, they were dreaming of marriage, life together, and Ian even, he had a ring picked out, and then there was a car accident. And the car accident left Ian with a very serious brain injury. He was confined to a wheelchair, he needed constant care. And you know what? Larissa still married him after that. Every day, caring for her new spouse. And they've written about that, how, the, how their love just doesn't give up. Um, and that's a love that I don't understand very well. Um, I need to be shown that kind of love. 
Jesus tells his disciples to love, but he also shows them, he shows us what is so, so often confusing for us, I think. I think if we're honest, our thoughts of love and loving one another are usually self-motivated, selfishly motivated, inward-focused. What am I going to get out of this? What will this do for me? How will this make me comfortable right now? But Jesus says, love goes the other direction. Love moves outward. Love sees the need of another and serves that need. So Jesus models the love that we need to see. Because by the time we leave here tonight, we go out those doors to our cars, the pressures of life, you know this, the pressures of life are going to make it very challenging. We'll challenge our ability to love like this. So Jesus has just washed the feet of his disciples. That was earlier in uh, chapter 13 that we didn't read. And now they're just sitting there wondering what in the world has just happened. Um, this, is, this was not part of the Passover liturgy for Jesus to do this. He's washed their feet. And that, that's the imagery that I want us to keep in mind tonight. I keep it at the forefront of our minds. It's not a very pleasant imagery. I get that. Let's think about feet. That's kind of gross. Um, but there's a very strong and important uh, picture here between feet and the parting words of Jesus to love. The love command, there, there's a beautiful progression, starting with the blackened, muddy feet that Jesus washes, and then moving to the bloody feet of Jesus. And finally, the busy feet of his call. So if you need some words to, to hang on to, blackened feet, bloody feet, and busy feet. So verse 34, Jesus says, A new command I give to you that you love one another. So this is the verse where, uh, why we call today Maundy Thursday um, in the life of, of the church. It comes from that, the Latin phrase, mandatum novum, new mandate. And somehow they got Maundy out of that. I'm not sure how that works. But, uh, but you, you kind of scratch your heads at this point. You say, well, wait a minute. This doesn't sound like a new command. Haven't we heard this before? The short answer is, yeah, absolutely we've heard this before. We go back to the Old Testament. Every faithful Jewish household, they would have memorized that Shema, right? The Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. They would have that memorized. And then a little later in Leviticus, love your neighbor as yourself. So love God and love neighbor. That's nothing new. And how do we love like this? Well, we're given the moral law. In Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 5. So the commandment is not new in that it's never been heard before. It's new because it's coming from the authority and example of Jesus. Jesus ushers in what is new. This is a a new and better order. Life under the new covenant begins and continues with Jesus. And so his word just it transcends that moral law of the Old Testament that they were used to hearing. Because now it's come from the lawgiver himself. So he says, love one another just as I have loved you. How has Jesus loved them? He has just disrobed gotten down on his knees, and washed their feet. My kids love to run around outside. 
And if it's a nice day, then typically the shoes and socks are inside while they're outside. And uh, when they come, come inside after a while, uh, their, their feet are pretty nasty, like black on the bottom. And so they either have to wash their feet or they've got to put something on their feet. Um, Jesus, the creator of heaven and earth, the Lord of all, has just done that for his disciples. I don't even do that for my kids. And he's done that for them. That's the heart of a servant. That is what love looks like. Disciples of Jesus serve like that. So in washing the disciples black and feet, Jesus shows them a love which points to his death. We know his death was at hand. It was, there was a plan that had been set in motion now that could not be reversed. As Thursday night moves into Friday. He is betrayed and bloodied until the nails pierce his hands and his feet and he washes again. No, no longer washing blackened feet, but the blackness of sin. The sin that, that dirties and destroys us before God. Where I'm going, you cannot come, Jesus said in verse 33. In time, the disciples are going to understand this. But right now, the bloody feet of Jesus belong to him alone. Brothers and sisters, friends, you cannot wash your guilt away. I cannot wash it away for you. It's a guilt that condemns us before a holy God who has shown us how to love and we've refused. We've said no. God must do the washing. Only the bloody feet of Jesus can atone, can pay for the rebellion of our sin and the death that it brings. Jesus has loved perfectly. He's fulfilled all the, the love commands of old. And his bloody feet on that cross have served us to the very end. So let me ask you something here. You were sitting at the bedside of the one that you love the most on this earth. Could be the one sitting right next to you, one of your children, mom or dad. You were sitting next to them, and they had one more thing to say to you before they took their last breath. Would you listen? Jesus is only hours from death. Do you hear him here? He speaks with such tenderness. Little children. My children. It's not long. I, I know you're going to miss me. I know it. But this is how to love. Love like this. If Jesus has loved you like this, if he's loved me like this, and we had no love for him to begin with, if he was willing to, to go to the point of giving his life, then you and I have every reason to love. We have every reason to, to follow our Savior in obedience. Because of his bloody hands, his bloody feet, we can now be the hands and feet of Jesus. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. 
church, your neighbors are watching. <laughs> Maybe as, as you are coming in tonight, your family is watching. The cashier is watching. Your fellow employees are, are watching. Maybe estranged family members, they're watching. If we love, if we, if we value what Jesus values, they're, they're going to know this. Okay, they will see the weirdness of it. Um, they'll see that it's a service that they're not used to seeing and not used to providing for themselves. Because um, it's terribly inconvenient, oftentimes costly, to serve in this way. Um, and we model for others what this type of love looks like as, as we respond to one another, how we treat one another within the church family. And this doesn't mean that we're giving less attention uh, to our, our neighbors or concern for our neighbors. Um, but we ought to consider well the attention, the service that we're providing to our own families and to the family of God. Um, we need to pursue one another. Um, we need to be, to be reconciled. We need to seek each other out where there's hurt. If, if you have been hurt, then love your brother or sister enough to to go to them. Maybe you're the one doing the hurting. Then go. Busy your feet and seek forgiveness. And you know what? You're, you don't know how your brother or sister is going to respond, do you? And that's okay. That's okay. That's not up to you. But we love and serving with the love of Christ. Remember, the love of, the love of Jesus, this command transcends. It's, it is radical. Even to the love of enemies. Remember, Jesus washed the feet of all of his disciples, including Judas Iscariot. He knew exactly how Judas was going to respond. He knew his heart, but he showed him love. You know, one more thing that comes to mind here. Showing love in this way does not have to be some great or grand sacrifice. It may. There may be a time for that. We should be asking ourselves, am I willing to, to lay down my life for the person next to me, behind me, in front of me? Um, but um, it, does, it doesn't have to always be that way. Um, you know, Jesus, washing feet is kind of a menial task. Um, we can love others. We don't have to go big or spend big all the time. Small acts of kindness that go beyond our own self-interest, that go beyond our own convenience. But only, only if we know the bloody feet of Jesus for us can we come close to loving like that. Only if we've embraced that. So I don't know if the Apostle John thought about feet as much as we have in the last couple of minutes. Um, but he did write this in his first letter, 1 John chapter 2. It says, whoever abides in Jesus must walk as he walked. That seems to fit our picture, doesn't it? Jesus washed blackened feet. His feet were bloodied so that our feet could be busy going about loving and worshiping him and loving one another. Father, we thank you for this word, a word of love. You have loved us without condition. You were not jockeying for position, Lord. You loved us because we are yours. And you have served us to the very end. 
And so we thank you, Lord, for this word, for this command. Work it deep into our hearts, we pray, that we might go from this place seeking to serve, looking outwardly, that we might love one another well. We offer this in Jesus' name. Amen.